Um, hi, welcome to Rockstart Sucks. My name is Carl Kuhn. You may know me from my various music projects, Museum Mouth, comma, Gay Meat, comma, or my or my slight involvement with the band Say Anything. That was really hard to say. Am I loud enough in your I headphones? I can hear you. Yeah, I can hear you in the okay. headphones. My waveforms look smaller than usual. Oh, crank it, bitch. Um, I don't want to. <laughs> Max um, it out. Okay, hi, my name is Becca High, <laughs> and... Um, I'm going to see Bully tonight. Woo! Woo! This evening. More like it. What venue? The Earl. The Earl. The Earl. I've never been there. I don't know anything about that place. I don't think I've been there. I famously have been to one venue in Atlanta, but I don't remember what it was. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. Was it the? It was not the masquerade. I have no idea. Oh, okay. It's like that. Yeah. <laughs> like you really could. You would not know. Period. No. Okay. Sick. The memory is gone. Like men in black penned. Okay. Um, sickening. Well, the two of us are gathered here today on Z- Zoom um, to talk about a little album called. Oh, hold on. Mid- oh, my computer's. My sorry. My computer is doing something weird. And the album is called Becca. Take it away. Midnight boom. by a band called the kills Uh, wow this is quite the album um in in full transparency i was definitely holding out on hoping that a guest would pick this record um because i have a lot to say about this record and i'm curious i'm always curious to pick other people's brains about this specific record in this band's discography but no one had picked it so i picked it this week you snooze, you lose. It's so true. But if any guests want to come on and continue to talk about this record, I would probably be down. Um, that kind of goes for most records we talk about. <laughs> <on the spot. laughs> yeah. Um, okay, uh, Bacardo, what was life like for you when you discovered Midnight Boom by The Kills? Uh, pretty sure I was in high school. Pretty sure it was via you, most likely. This is, this is not a grand band, for sure. Um, although I'm missing the last song in my iTunes, which I did not know. Really? Good Night, Bad Morning? No, the last song apparently is... Night Train. Night Train. So Night Train is a bonus track. It's oh. like a B-side. Yeah. The last track on the actual record is Good Night, Bad Morning. Okay, never mind. That was No, you're good, you're good. That was a lie. Um, she does have the album, everyone. Yeah, this don't is, need to panic. This is the only album I know of theirs. I've I've never listened to any other albums or songs of theirs that exist outside of Midnight Boom. That's so. In- I I always worry when we venture into this territory on the pod because like, um, the albums that I feel like blip onto your radar by a band and then blip out of your radar, I feel like you typically do a, a beautiful takedown on them. <laughs> Me specifically? Yeah, I just feel like you typically don't necessarily love the record. Um, I do like this record. Um, I've just listened to it so much in the last week that at this point I'm so sick of it. Okay, interesting. So, yeah, 
Um, so my journey with the kills is I entered with um, the single The Good Ones off of the album before this uh, called No Wow. I saw the music video on MTV2 and was like, oh, this is cool. It's just two people in drum machine. Like it was very, um, for me, it was like proto beach house. And it was like, it was very much in line with the garage rock genre that I had kind of entered indie rock with via the White Stripes. So when Allison from this band went on to start, what is the name of that band? She started a band with Jack White um, the pr- from the, the White pretty, Stripes. The pretty... Mm. <laughs> what are they called? The I, pretty... I suggest- the dead, the, the dead weather, the dead, dead weather, weather. <laughs> the, the pretty dead weather. I don't know why I was thinking. Were you thinking was, pretty reckless? Yeah, I was. Which is Taylor Momsen band? LOL. Whatever happened to But her? also connected because there's a song on this album that's in Gossip Girl. That's, yes, that's true. This record, though, I was very excited. So I was excited when this record came out and it blew me out of the water the first two singles i was like truly shitting my little pants i was could not have been more excited um and it just exceeded all of my expectations and is one of my favorite records of all time when we started listening to it again for the pod i literally was just like not even hearing it because i just have listened to it so much you know when you like reach that point with an album mm-hmm. it played front to back and i was like oh i didn't even pay it any mind because it has been playing in the background for years of my life period mm-hmm. um and ironically becca this is a graham band i saw this band live with graham on a tour where it was them and the horrors oh graham was there for the horrors yeah he was he definitely, definitely there bought, for the horrors. he got me or no he didn't get me a shirt but i did have a horror shirt but i did not get it from him or you a show bought on your own i bought it online I bought it online, um, which famously you can buy a lot of stuff online, which is cool. Um, but okay, so Midnight Boom by The Kills. It came out March 10th, 2008 via Domino Records. Yes. It was yes, their third Domino. album. That's crazy on a boots. I, I, it's always so interesting to me when a band like reaches critical mass at like the third record of their discography, you know? Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> like they weren't getting Gossip Girl sinks on the last record. Well, I don't know anything else about <laughs> okay. this band. Um, okay, well, then it's not so gaggy for you. Uh, but they, I mean, I feel like if it's of the era, like of, I don't know, like White Stripes. Were Black Keys a thing yet? Yes, they were. Like, this was very trendy. This record made me feel um, cultured. It made me feel like I could get on a plane to London or Paris and fit in with the people there. Mm-hmm. Have you ever felt that way about a band? Do you feel that way about this record? No. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um, uh, okay, let's talk about critical reception. Becca, did you read the Pitchfork review? I did. It's short and sweet and to the point. They gave it a 6.8, which seems low considering the review was overall pretty positive. Um, I did learn that the album's beat-heavy inclinations are supposedly inspired by Playground Chants, specifically a film documentary called Pizza P- Pizza Daddy-O. 
Okay, listeners, we can see my face. This is intel to me. I did not know. Yeah. I'll have to. Is that like a documentary about playground chance? That's weird. Yeah, you're asking one of the wrongest people known to mankind that question. I, I am Google. not the foggiest. Okay, I gotta Google this. Pizza, pizza, daddy o. So the title on Wikipedia is telling me something that I knew, but I would not have phrased it like this. And it's that the title of the album refers to the hours from midnight to 6 a.m. in which the band was at their creative peak writing material for the album, Um, which I think that's cool. I remember reading a thing with Allison Moss Hart. That is her name, I believe. I'm double checking. Yes, Allison Moss Hart, where she was saying that a lot of the record a lot of the lyrics to this record came to her when she was in the shower and she would just write them on the walls of the shower with a pen or a sharpie which i think is cute i think that's like a cool interesting way to write lyrics i also feel very um uh pure being at my most like creative in the shower so it's relatable content shower lyrics shower lyrics i just realized i don't like literally nothing goes through my mind when I'm in the shower. It's just blank. <laughs> Is that weird? <laughs> no, I think that's really cool. I think that's a I think that's really cool. All that happens um, is like, okay, time to wash my body, time to wash my hair, time to wash my face. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> Who it's like work hard? for you. Yeah, someone's alarm. Have you seen how dark it has gotten in the past 10 minutes? I can't really tell on your screen, but I know it was so dark here that while I was cleaning my house uh, in the last hour, I had to turn on a bunch of lights. It's 2 p.m. Okay, we're good. Okay, um, so Pizza Pizza Daddyo, they spelled it wrong in the Pitchfork review. <laughs> Do you think it's your car? No. This happened yesterday. And then there was a really mysterious noise happening last night slash this morning that was waking me up that I have no idea what it was. Was it loud? Was it, it a midnight boom? It was loud. It was not a boom. It was. It sounded like a weird alarm. Hmm. Um, but they... Okay, it's not... Okay. Jason Croc, you spelled pizza pizza daddy o wrong. It's daddy dash o, not daddy o i o. Do your Ooh. freaking research. But it's a nine. You no, know, really. Oh, sorry, you go. It's a nineteen sixty seven short documentary. It's only eighteen minutes long, and it looks at continuity and change in girls' playground games at a Los Angeles school. That sounds cool. Mm hmm. All I was going to say, it's not, it's not a pitchfork review unless there's a really bad typo in it. And um, on top of that, I never really thought about the drum machine stuff, the samples, the percussion on this record being playground chant vibes, but they, they are. Like, all the beats are very singable, which I think is cool. I think that, like, really lends a catchy... It lends the album to being more earwormy than... Um, than other bands that do this kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> my brain, my brain is not. She's firing on only a couple cylinders. Same. But okay, let's dive. 
You want to dive into the track a listing? The track a listing? The track a listing? Yes. Track a listing. Track a listing. Track a listing. Van Cartier, St. James. <laughs> so the album opens with first single. And that song is Becca. Is everything okay? It is pouring. Yeah, there's a tropical storm. Is there? I think it's in New York. <laughs> well, I'm nowhere near there. Me neither. But <laughs> you know, when there's a tropical storm, that means it's gonna rain everywhere. Period. Okay, sorry. I was shocked. No, by this yeah. rain, it's. I'm shocked. I'm gonna. It was just my pouring blinds, here. Though. Dark. You want to see it? It's too dark up in here. It's dark. Oh, beautiful. Okay. Sorry. Let's do this. Let's go, girls. Okay, so first single, track one, You Are a Fever. Becca, how do you feel about You Are a Fever? It's good. It was, a, <laughs> it was the lead single off this album. Um, I, I'm just gonna apologize because initially listening to this album after however many years it's been, I was like, yeah, this rocks. And now I am starting to hate it because I, which I think is a bad sign. If you just listen to an album too much and it's you start to hate it, that that's not good. That's not a good yeah. thing. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely towing a line of um, of quality to you or appeal. Um, you're a fever, kind of. For as many things as I love about this song, I also hate that many that exact number of things. I hate that it's like. Um, it's like slinky blues vibes. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't love that genre. Um it feels very hetero and like just not relatable to me specifically. Right. Um but I do think that the way that the two vocalists trade off lines is so good. I think that there's something infectious about the chorus that really redeems the slinky verseness. Um, in general, I don't think I would have the same opinion about this song if it came out today. But as someone who was 18, 17, 18, when I first heard this song, I was absolutely living for it. Right. At that age, it's like, oh my God, this is so edgy and like yes. sexy. That's like yes. the number one adjective listening to this album. I'm like, God, it's like, so sexy that's spot on you are a fever you ain't born typical i am a fever i ain't born typical we are a fever we ain't born typical it's like yeah there's there's some chemistry also the uh, literally every line walking to the counter what you got to offer pick you out a soda look at you forever walking to the water eyes like a casino you ain't born typical it's like all just like chemistry vibes sexy chemistry vibes leading up to say it with me fucking oh my gosh no i would not say that with you 
<laughs> but am I wrong? I mean, they did date, and then I found out that Jamie Hintz ended up marrying um, Kate Moss, which is really funny because she looks a lot like Allison Mosshart, or Allison Mosshart looks a lot like Kate Moss, but Allison Mosshart is American. That sucks. You ever date someone and then immediately after they dump you, they date someone who looks exactly like you? And then they marry that person and that person's Kate Moss. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that actually is hell on earth vibes. International model, supermodel. (laughs) I'd be like, I mean, honestly, like I'm, I'm fine with the fact that a relationship ended. Like the only thing that would be terrible was like, you know, if you started dating like a supermodel and then he does it. He looks like her like the supermodel Uh, that's yeah that's like that's psychosis vibes but i mean they're still making records together so yeah she was like their bet his best man at their wedding oh that's so cute yeah wow that's i amicable former lovers that's we shout that out um (laughs) i think you're a fever rocks um I think it's fine. Okay. Track two is a song called Cheap and Cheerful, which was second single coming out mere days before the album came out, I believe. Um, And it is March 3rd, March 10th. Yes, mere days. Um, This song, holy forking hell. This song is so good. This song made me want to jump off a cliff. Made me want to run through drywall. Like, this song is... This song is it for me. As a closeted teen, the chorus line A closeted teen? Yes. Right now? As No, I'm talking about when it came out. Oh. (laughs) I'm sorry. Like, literally what? Uh... As I thought closeted... you were saying, like, you, right now, present tense, are, like, a closeted teen, as in, I'm like, f- you're a teenager, but, I'm like, 31. people don't know, but I'm saying it's, like, your secret is, like, I, do you understand my thought process? No, I don't. <laughs> just erase the, the gay factor of all of this and just oh like as in like i am in my mind i'm a teen yes i i see what you're selling becca but i'm not subscribing my mind is not all there today so (laughs) that's that's totally fair um but when i was a closeted teen not now but when i was (laughs) when this record came out I thought the chorus lyrics of um, I want you to be crazy because you're boring, baby, when you're straight. I was like, yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I preach, mama. Um, Becca, how do you feel about Cheap and Cheerful? It is kind of a nice, isonic, iconic song. <laughs> nice, isonic. Becca's like, it's got a nice groove. <laughs> it's an iconic song um it's an anthem there's so many like industrial sounds on this album yes but like literal industrial like you're in a warehouse vibes and metal is clanking yeah i literally have like big metal door slamming sound (laughs) 
they like were doing ag cook clanking pots and pans charlie xcx vibes way long before ag cook was doing that yeah ag cook was in like first grade who is that i don't know he's a producer he is like a musician and producer he like produced a bunch of the like more recent charlie xcx stuff like the last like probably four things she's put out oh he's a very nerdy white man aren't they all they are they really are um uh okay what are some lyrics i love in this song i actually love just most of these lyrics um Let's think. Becca, are there any rec- any lyrics that jump out to you? Um, I'm I'm bored of cheap and cheerful. I want expensive sadness. <laughs> okay, I love because uh, love is just a dialogue. You can't survive on ice cream. You got the same needs as a dog. It's all right to be mean. Yeah, those are like those are cool lyrics. I feel like I. Okay, long as I'm reading the five. genius annotation for you can't survive on ice cream. Oh, is it iconic? It says life or relationship can't always be sweet and perfect because you'll eventually get sick of this. Like if you eat just ice cream for a week or something. Sometimes a little drama, some tragedy isn't that bad. It makes you stronger though. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Kelly Clark survives. <laughs> I think this song, God, I love this song. This song is such a fucking, it's truly an anthem. It's our national, this was our national anthem in the year 2008. Yeah. I don't agree with it's all right to be mean, though. I don't think it's all right to be mean, y'all. I really think that sometimes it's required. Well, yeah, but I don't know. I'm so tired. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. I think this song fucks. This song rocks. Alright, Slayana. Um track three. I clicked so much I have to click back a hundred times now. Track three is a little song called Tape Song. I love this song. I think it's really funny if you just listen to the instrumentals during the verses because you're like you listen to it and you don't really think like, oh yeah, this is something that that would be good in a song because it's just like <laughs> weird guitar, like barely any guitar sounds. It's just like, <laughs> like what the fuck, um, yeah. the little like clanking metal clanking yeah. sounds, do that, do do that, do do that, and um, and maybe you can explain what. You got to go steal ahead means. <laughs> I I don't know. I really don't. I am reading how it's written out here. The chorus lyrics, listeners, says you got to go steal ahead. Um, and it's written out here. A-L. Yes, as in like you're burgling something ahead of you. But in my mind, I've always heard it as like steal a space head. Like you have to go steal someone's head. <laughs> That's how I've always heard it in my mind. Am I crazy? That's awesome. I mean, it makes sense. Those are the words. It's like, to me, it's like a song about, like... Okay, they're literally talking about... Okay, hear me out. This is about to sound... I'm realizing in real time that this might be really embarrassing. But, like, they're talking about, like, using tape and glue to, like, 
stick things tape to you. Ain't gonna fix it, baby. Tape ain't gonna stick. Are those the words? Yeah, it's very close. Um, yeah, those are it. Uh, so, like, in my mind, it's like you're taping things together. You got to go steal a head to put on top of your body. Am I, like, literally crazy on a boots no, right now? No, I think you're a genius. I think you're more genius <laughs> than these genius lyrics. I think you're right. Well, I could edit them. I'm going to make an account today. I'm going to be the first person to ever edit them. Time don't cure you, honey. Time don't give a shit. Time ain't gonna cure you, honey. Time's just gonna hit on you. I said six kinds of glue. glue. I thought it was glue. I always thought it was I glue. I thought it was glue, too. It's gotta be glue. These are fucked. Mm. Whoa, hold you. I love this song. This song is literally crack cocaine to me. Jamie has he's a guitarist that has gone on record saying that he like loves to experiment with guitar sounds like talking about like sticking unconventional materials underneath like the strings of a guitar so that it's like more of a percussive sound and i think that this is a great example of him just playing guitar in a way that's textural that is not even like playing guitar period you know yeah that's cool I'm, to know because half the time i'm like how do you get sounds like this? Like, truly, like, imagine trying to learn how to play this song on guitar. No. How? The the guitar in the chorus is so... Between the, the guitar in the chorus, the drums in the chorus, and the vocal melody are all doing their own thing, and it comes together in this beautiful, very, like, large, grand, exciting... It sounds like lightning, like lightning striking moment, but I literally couldn't tell you what any of the sounds themselves are or how to play them or anything. Mm-hmm. Like, if someone was like, cover this on piano, I'd be like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't. <laughs> it's so cool. I literally, I love, love, love this song. Yeah. I think this song fucks. Yeah, it rocks. Love that. Okay. Track four is a song called Getting Down. So, I I like this song. I like every song on this record. This song is a, l- a little on the weaker side, in my opinion, but the, like, actual chorus, the uh-uh-uh-uh, uh-uh-uh-uh, that shit is cool. I would never write that. I don't like singing it. I... This would be a nightmare karaoke song, but I love listening to it. It's so annoying. <laughs> you think so? I literally After love it. After a while, I'm like, no. No. It's weird they call that the post-chorus. That's the straight-up chorus genius. Yeah. The, the people annotating this are dum-dums. I don't know how any of the sounds are made in the song. Although... There is weirdly like some acoustic guitar happening. Yeah. It sounds like shit too, which is cool. <laughs> you think it sounds like shit? I can't. Don't you think? I don't remember what it sounds like. I'm starting it over. Yeah, the I don't drums think are it sounds so like good. shit. It's kind of like, it's just so buried. There's like a little. I don't even know how to. It sounds like a ball bouncing really fast as like the hi hat. <laughs> Can you hear it? There's like sirens going by now. Jesus. 
I think this acoustic guitar sounds horrible, but I like it. It sounds cheap. Mm. God, that's signal when you want it when you want it to stop i love this song oh no we're getting into that territory where we're listening to the record while oh we're no no that's not happening <laughs> i think that the mix is so good on this record i it think is. that it's like it's tons of very odd sounds that all feel at home on the track it's very it's like it's not a very full record like it's very sparse, but it works. It's very like the cure. Um, that one song. Close to you. Yeah. Yeah. It is very close to you in that way where it's like it's not a lot of loud sounds or real instruments like, you know, play being played the way you would play a normal instrument. Mm-hmm. Um but I think that sonically though, like whoever mixed and mastered this, it does fill up like the spectrum of sound like i feel like it has high like there's good highs and low lows happening in all the songs it all sounds very full despite the fact that it's like musically not very full yeah beautiful which i think is really cool feat um like truly every time i revisit this record i always like view it as like a feat of like accomplishment that is just like as interesting as it is the songs are as cool as they are and it sounds the way that it sounds it's just like wow like there was truly magic at play here magic magic i think getting down rocks like the next song last day of magic okay you want to you want it um getting down is fine actually it sucks (laughs) (laughs) okay track five last day of magic this is hands down far and away my favorite song on this record this song even more than tape song is like truly it does something to me it like it's so cool there's amazing sense of urgency in it the lyrics are nuts but like anthemic and i know them all could never forget them all literally i could be like i could be on my deathbed this is maybe too close to home i'm so sorry but like i could truly i could truly be on my deathbed with like alzheimer's and still be like writing out the lyrics to the song that's how much <laughs> i like they're just latently in my brain all the time um, to parties to parties so good if you read on genius like apparently what it's about the lyrics of the song were written by both Hintz and Mosshart. Jamie said in an interview with Magnet Magazine that the grim lyrics were based in Raskolnikov, the tragic figure in Dostoevsky's Crime and Punishment. His room is just described so amazingly in that book. It's like a brain, a paranoid brain. That's what the song's about, really. Having a sickness, a paranoia, and just wanting someone to love, wanting that person to be there on the last day of magic, but they're not there. You're on your own, basically, at the end of the day. An interesting annotation. I'm sorry if those names that I butchered <laughs> and the actual um, novel of Crime and Punishment is something I should know. Unfortunately, I don't. I so don't I'm not going to even pretend. But yeah, there is like a, in like in what I was saying about the urgency, like there is like a sense of paranoia that I think that they both slay um, lyrically. And in just like the way the song moves, the sonics of it, the guitar the crazy percussion i think that it all just 
it's really really cool yeah i like i like that in the chorus and like a bit in the verses there's like actual chords and melody going on it's a bit more sustained than what we've heard previously um which it's not all just like glitchy shit i mean the guitar is glitchy in the song but like there are moments where it's like oh extended bass line and chords and a melody you can make out yes and it has peaks and valleys this song it's like and i think all the songs do they all move in a way that it's like the parts are very distinct but this one has like this song builds in like a really cool like up and down trajectory yeah. where the verses are so subdued and then the chorus is so like big and like electrifying. It's so, I literally, I cannot say enough good stuff about this song. I wish I wrote this song. My little tornado, my little hurricane. Where were you? Oh my God. Have you ever felt like you're experiencing your last day of magic? Probably. <laughs> I think it's the most Becca High answer to any question. Probably Just, all the time. Probably. Um, yeah. Yeah. Wow, this song, literally, this is up there for me. Just in general, I really be loving this song. This song fucks. This song rocks. Okay, I Becca, I see you've dropped no fucks on this record yet. <laughs> <laughs> she just smiles and laughs. Okay, track six, hook and line. Oh, with so, your hook and line, to <laughs> blow away. <laughs> I kind of think the song is a boot a little bit. I mean, um, I was so like Allison has a pretty unique voice and listening to the song i'm like she definitely sang in like a punk band before yes and she did uh what were they called it's like a d it starts with d oh i have no idea even though i have the wiki open discount moss heart and hints both played in other bands before they formed the kills in 2001 moss heart was previously the vocalist of punk rock band discount Uh, it says Mossheart encountered Hints when her band was touring England, where Hints was quote unquote staying in the flat upstairs from where she was staying in London. Yep. That's cool. Yeah, this song, um it's like, you know, more of a capital R rock song. There's really heavy guitars. It's just it's just their most punk song, I guess. Okay, I disagree. I think that this is their most, like, rock song. Okay. Um, I think that their most punk song is still coming up, but I do agree where it just feels like the most, like, cock rock song. I think, okay, the verses are very punk, and the chorus is very rock. Yes. Yes, that's I totally agree with that statement. Try your best to make it matter. Tattoo it in the clouds above you. Nail it down with jealous bolts till it goes like a feather off on its own. That's like, honestly, I will never. The honest, they're just great writers. Like I think that that's really cool imagery. I think I am walking away from that understanding exactly what they're saying. Mm-hmm. It's like easy to apply that imagery to a feeling. Um, 
I literally, even though I don't j'adore the song sonically, there is enough good stuff here to make me say the song rocks. It's funny you mentioned like the lyrics because in the pitchwork fork review they say the kills never had to do any heavy lifting so long as the word sounded vaguely sexy and or badass <laughs> i mean that's also true yeah. but i think that like i think that those the words do fill that void i think they do occupy that space but i also think that they're really well done mm-hmm. i mean just that with your hook and line i still blow away that's a good line in itself yeah it is it's also like interesting imagery like these two people that are you know giving very uk slacker vibes dirty room like what would inspire them to like in which way would they encounter how would they encounter like hook and line blowing away imagery to be like oh yeah i'm gonna use that like i don't know it's just interesting to me yeah Probably. Upon a shove, an eerie love, a whip, a crack, you won't come back. That's cool. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry to talk over you. No, you're good. I wasn't going to say anything. Okay. I think I feel bad. Hook and no, don't. I don't even remember what I was going to say. So You were just going to say, I think, and you're talking about the blowing away imagery, the hook and line imagery. Hmm... So many sirens today. Pandemonium out there. What do you think about the song, Becca? I think it's fine. Slay on a... What'd you say? I said it rocked. Oh, okay. Okay, track seven is a song called Black Balloon. Is Black Balloon also the name of that Goo Goo Dolls song? Oh, God, I don't know. All I know is Iris. It is is Black Balloon. Uh, Baby's Black Balloon makes her fly. Almost fell into that hole in your life. You're not thinking about tomorrow because you were the same as me, but on your knees. Is that Goo Goo Dolls you're you're reading? We're not covering Goo Goo Dolls, Carl. (laughs) Goo Goo Dolls. Goo Goo Dolls. (laughs) (laughs) Lady Gaga Dolls. Um, Lady Gaga Plastic Doll. Oh, my God. Wow. I wonder if she was inspired by the Goo Goo Dolls for that. Um. Anyway, Mm-mm. I'm gonna go ahead and say no. I'm gonna text her, and I bet she'll say yes. <laughs> um. So, Black Balloon, slow jam vibes. Tape song is like our first like mid tempo to slow jam. Black Balloon is like, um, like the real first. Like, you're turning it down from tape song. Even. Mm-hmm. I love hearing Allison actually sing. Yeah, she's not howling by any means on this song, and it's really cool. Yeah. Love straight into my skull. Yeah, she slayed the the vocals on this. The lyrics are amazing. The vocal delivery is amazing. I literally, I'm obsessed with this song. The second verse, I've stood on a thousand street scenes just around the corner from you on the edge of a dream that you have. Has anybody ever told you it's not coming true? I'm like... Okay, shot through the fucking heart. Like, ugh. Mm-hmm. Farewell, my black balloon. Let the weather have its way with you. Um, I really like the awe moment that comes uh, in. It's so out of 
out of place on this record. It sounds like the you're literally watching the balloon fly away. Yeah. It's gorgeous. Just that it's that really... part right there, that just the ahs, the airiness with the piano, it's very HBO Max original series opening title sequence vibes. <laughs> you're so fucking right. It's giving the vow. It's giving White Lotus. It's giving all that. Damn. They need to Becky, fucking almost... hire me already. <laughs> I was gonna say it's almost like you went to school for this sort of thing. Um, <sighs> yeah, this. Oh my god, Becca. What? This might have to get edited out, but um, so I'm working on the set of a production again, and I feel like I can say this and not get fired. But <laughs> we were shooting a bar scene, and it. I typically try not to look at the monitor because I'm so low on the totem pole that I feel like I have no business staring at what we're producing. Like you know. Um, <laughs> Like, it's just not, I feel like that's, I never, I don't, I never took a class on set etiquette, but I feel like that's just like set etiquette when you're like so low on the totem pole, don't get involved with other people's jobs. But I, I happened to look the other day and we were shooting a bar scene and it was so weird to me because it was totally silent. And I was like, I was like, oh my God. So like every bar scene, the crowd sound is just added in and post. Like it was just a, an <laughs> aha moment I had never thought about. I was like, this is, because I, I, I was watching it happen. And I was like, why, is this, why does this feel so weird? And I like realized it was because it was totally silent. And I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, this car alarm. <laughs> She's back. Shut the fuck up. What is your deal? Make sure it's not your car. It's not. My car isn't this on this side. Like, what is the problem? Gah, so annoying. But that's cool. That's fun. That's like... <laughs> They're doing it to spite you now. Watch, it's literally your neighbor. Like, she's got her ear to the wall, and she just keeps hitting the panic button every time we're trying to record. She's like these little losers in their indie rock. Okay. Yes, but it was really interesting and really wild. Yeah, there you go, folks. That's what I went to school for. (laughs) To create the believable ambiance of being in a bar. I was like thinking about the project you did where you had to dub the scene from 007 Mm -hmm. and i was like wow i didn't even think about like the like that happened that has to happen in literally every scene of a show or movie it's crazy Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's fun Mm -hmm. it'd be sick if someone would give me a job doing that since i can but um you know I won't uh, go into my woes of applying for jobs, so. <laughs> I, like, I wonder, I feel like the with me, like, working in this industry, it feels like it's very, I feel like with any sort of entertainment, it's, like, very um, clicky, and it's very who you know. I wonder, like, have you ever had to do, like, live sound for a movie, like, where you're out with the boom and everything I, in the mixer? No, I don't want to. I had to do it in college, and I was like, absolutely not. It's really stress. It seems really stressful. Yeah, no. Anything live sound on a movie set, 
No, I stick with sound is speeding. Everyone's always screaming. Sound is speeding. Sound speed. Yeah, no, like I'll stick with post. Okay, I'm not made out. I wonder if I can get you. I wonder if I can get you a job. I wonder if I. I wonder if I can meet the right person to get you a job. Maybe. Who knows? Okay. Anyway, Black Balloon <laughs> fucking rocks. I love this song. Yeah, Black Balloon rocks. Okay, which this leads us to track eight, my second favorite song on this record. Really? Emmy- yes, M-E-X-I-C-O. I love this song. This song is the most punk song to me. It's so short. It flies by. It's the, probably the fastest song on this record, too. It's so fun. I'm getting the vibe that you hate. I mean... It is the most punk song. Um, going down the coast, like I like the instrumentals. This is very playground chanting vibes. But I guess it is. I just don't like it when her vocals come in. Really? Yeah. Is this a duet? Or do they both sing on this song? Or is it just I think her? it's just her. Yeah. I can't believe you don't like it. The drums are very, like, very wipeout. Like, I, yeah, I like the instrumentals, but once her vocals come in, it just gets so, like, I don't know, straightforward and, like, that vocal melody feels very Vivian Girls to me. I don't know. I, 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 you don't you don't like it feels so gimmicky going down that because of m-e-x-i-c-o-c-u i can't even say it that fast m-e-x-i-c-o-c-u <laughs> i'm going way down that goes to m-e-x-i-c-o-c-u yeah um to each their own i guess i think her voice sounds really good on this song i don't know her voice isn't it sounds the same as it always does. They layer so many takes. It's not even harmonies. It's just like takes with different inflection. Which I love. <laughs> I do that all the time. There is harmonies on the chorus, though. I literally love this song. This song fucking slays ass and whole. I think it's so interesting that you don't like it. Yeah. It's not for me. Okay, I think this song fucks. Famously, Lily coming on the pod saying, you like, you're like you always going to like the punk songs. Yeah, I like this song. <laughs> what is that sound? <laughs> what is it? I can't even describe what it sounds like. Someone fucking car alarm. It's like... Oh my god. I can't even see what card it is. You're sure it's not yours? I'm positive, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> I... I'm out of lose it <laughs> okay um m-e-x-i-c-o is 
Do you want to speed round through the rest of this record? I don't even want to talk when the alarm's going off because it's so hard to get. Like, it's. I can't just, like, edit that out. <laughs> MEXICO is. sucks. <laughs> cool. Okay, track nine Sour Cherry. Was this the song that was in Gossip Girl? Yeah. Um, the song, you know what the song, here, do you want to go first? I feel like I've been talking a lot. Yeah, let me go before that car alarm starts going off again. But all I have to say is, <laughs> go, like, go, go. Um, you know, the song has iconic percussion. <laughs> and it is capital S-E-X-Y. That's it. I, that's it. Yeah. Can I tell you something? Mm-hmm. I kind of think this song is like eerily similar to Getting Down. I think this is like the better version of Getting Down, don't you think? The uh, uh, yeah, uh, 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 I always uh, confuse uh, those. Uh, uh. Yeah, I don't think I ever really had confused them, but I'm getting, I'm getting that vibe now that they're like eerily similar. Mm, shout when you wanna get off the rhyme. Uh-uh, 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 uh-uh. They just love going uh-uh, uh-uh for choruses. <laughs> uh-uh, uh They do. They literally love uh, a nonverbal chorus. <sighs> um, There's something really... I like something... There's something about Sour Cherry that is... I like that. I'm Sour Cherry. <laughs> so sweet that I get a little angry here. <laughs> um, I'm Sour Cherry. Um, I'm listening to the song I gotta pause it it's distracting me I think this song is the better version of that other song and I thought that other song rocked so of course I think the song rocks I don't think it fucks I think it's fine or I mean I think it rocks I just don't it it rocks <laughs> <laughs> I'm glitching I'm a glitching robot I'm glitching robot <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, the percussion is so cool in this song, but um, and definitely made the rounds in all sorts of media. That's so strange to me because it's not the best song on this record. Where did I read where all the songs were? Oh, good, good, good. Go home, go home. It's over. Sour Cherry um, was in Gossip Girl. It was the sound bed for season two's official trailer. It was also featured in the Footloose trailer, as well as the House Bunny. Whoa, uh, crazy! Mm-hmm. That is and then wow. Cheap and cheerful is like the other song that wasn't a lot of stuff. I remember it being in commercials. It's like it was on House. It was. Uh, yeah, like movies, movie, movie. It was in like I'm movies. just reading the wiki, and it's all like it's movies and NHL '09. Oh, maybe not commercials then. I don't. Maybe I'm losing my mind. The cough at the beginning of oh, we didn't get this. It's time of day, but yeah, the cough at the beginning of Cheap and Cheerful is so iconic. Um. I think, yeah, Sour Cherry, so strange. But I will say this record does, 
a really good job of um, sounding like the cover art. Like it has a lot of references to red imagery, black imagery, blue imagery, and that's like very much what the album is giving. So of course we stay on that. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I, think, I think. Oh, sorry. No, I already said that I thought it was it rocked. Yeah, it rocks. All right, we only got a couple songs left. Track ten, Alphabet Pony. Literally, what the fuck is going on? I literally with this song? just have question marks for this song. <laughs> yeah, this song is. <laughs> this song is truly. This song could only be written by someone going through something. They're at wit's end. They're truly coming un- unhinged, coming undone. Um, Phony monkey toy money loose and soda hands pink plastic Jesus on the dashboard just saying I feel like it's like a hand clapping chant again patty cake ass. patty cake vibes yes. this song has patty cake vibes at least patty cake um, makes sense no fun not happy got no money need a friend a volcano dish on a mountaintop to live in yeah literally the song is about being on drugs yeah Cancel Sunday, cancel Sunday, cancel Monday, don't look at me. I've been running on a no tomorrow road at great speed, and you need a punch, a pop, a bang, a different song, like a nice new home needs a mean stray dog. Yeah, he's the alphabet pony. He, yeah, the literally. Fuck is alphabet pony. No one, why is there's not a genius annotation for this? Someone come through. Yeah, I don't know what to say about I just think this song is so. Ab- this song is absolute lunacy. I think it's fine. Uh, apparently, guitarist Jamie Hintz from Fact Magazine, Alphabet Pony is stream of consci- consciousness ranting. Could have guessed. <laughs> you know, like literally no one sits down with the intention to write the lyrics. Um Oh, we go up, down, up, down, up, down, down again. We walk, we like, we, I can't even read this. We like the walk, the talk don't stop and fall into the quicksand, sharp teeth, dry heat, can't breathe too many sins. Don't forget my cigarettes and get something that we can drink. Yeah. I actually think that one might be the most cohesive one. <coughs> but even still, Boot Mama, the song is just fine. It doesn't suck, but it's just fine. No, it sucks. Okay, Slay. Um, track 11, closing track. Uh, no. No. <laughs> no. I lied. Track 11 is what New York used to be. I thought this song came earlier in the track listing. Um, Apparently not. When we saw them, they had a really cool t-shirt design that was like, um, just... It wasn't even directly lyrics from this song, but it was just like what Paris used to be, what London used to be, what New York used to be. It was like a whole, like cute design with just like a bunch of sentences like that like um isn't that what the old american apparel like bags were oh where it's just all the cities that they had bags i honestly it was kind of like that but like way dirtier looking more like handwritten vibes that reminds me okay wow it's on my mind hold on some some things i got from my mom's house oh my god (laughs) <laughs> I'm scared. I'm nervous. You just got chills. Also, bless me. Sorry for sneezing on the pod. No fucking way! Can I tell you? 
Oh my god, you've got all the vintage museum mouth merch. Look, oh my, that shirt design was probably our most popular. The, the one with the baby Graham. Yeah, I have neither. But um, the great the speaking of American Apparel, I remember seeing this was printed on American Apparel. Yes, the very first piece of museum mouth merch ever was printed on American Apparel. Yes, yeah, this is the very first there. piece of yes. museum mouth merch. Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Vintage. Yes. It is vintage. A friend of mine, um, a friend of mine just sent me a pic where they were in a used vintage store in Nashville and there was that shirt for sale for $25. Damn. Isn't that crazy? I was literally like, that's too much. We didn't even charge that when it was new. Well, means. But is vintage now? Yeah. Okay. Uh, what New York used what to be, Becca? How do you feel about this song? <laughs> um, crush filter distortion. Um, God, her voice in this is so annoying. It's like extreme vocal fry, like, like trying to be sexy. Like, uh, um, why can't I think of what that is? Um, the acronym for like whispering and. Uh, ASMR. That. She's like, <laughs> I like that. I like this. I like when she does. I love when she. I love when she like, like reaches all the levels of her vocals. I like love that she's experimenting with every way her voice can sound on this record and not just doing the like howl yowl that we know she's good at. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. The little like. <laughs> The funky town keyboard thing leading, or I guess maybe it's guitar before the chorus is so good. Are you the ooh? The ooh, 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 ooh. I'm like listening to it and trying desperately to sing the part that I'm not listening to. So pardon those notes, but I love this song. I didn't love it. This was far from my favorite song when the record came out. It was probably in the lower half to lower like third of songs I liked. But I love this song now. Huh. I don't really have... Um, it's not my... Obviously, no songs on this record are my fave, <laughs> really. But no, Black Balloon is my fave song. Oh, that makes me happy. But this doesn't... I don't know. This doesn't really do anything for me. It's fine. I love this song. I think this song rocks. I, like, definitely am loving it now more than ever before. If you have not listened to this record recently, I recommend revisiting, please, because it's it's at least interesting. Okay. Track 11. No, track 12. (laughs) We're finally at the end. The way I cannot read a number. What New York used to be in Good Night, Bad Morning are kind of like the same length in terms of characters, and I just keep getting them confused. But track 12 is the closing track, Good Night, Bad Morning. Jamie and Allison said in an interview that most of their creative energy had a spike after midnight, a.k.a. the witching hour. The song can be interpreted in many ways, in a literal one by the night ending and the sun rising ending their musical flow. Other meanings could be suicide, taking sleeping pills in order to avoid the morning dread, a relationship that is ending. 
I don't view it really as that. Like, I don't really view it as suicide anthem. Yeah, it doesn't no. really feel like death vibes. This was, I, this was probably my favorite song on the album back in the day. I loved the song. I think the lyrics rocked. I mean, it's just so sweet. It's the most straightforward, like, conventional song of theirs. I agree. It feels heartfelt, too. Yeah. Which I think is something that they don't really fuck with that much. Like, you can um, cry like to this sweet. song. Yes, you could. The second, the little, the little, like, second verse stanza, the jailers in my mind are all dead. I love you so much. Never forget. All of your secrets are coming undone. What a beautiful state we're in. Oh. So good. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, this song is a gut punch at the end. And it's so, in terms of lyrics, it's short. It's like just two stanzas and the same repeating thing. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Oh my God. The like, the mm-mms are so good. <sighs> this song fucks. Yeah, I think this song. I think that song fucks. Oh, that makes me so happy. There is one fucks on this album. <laughs> and it sounds nothing like any of the other songs. <laughs> <laughs> That's cheap. Is it like toy piano after? I thought it was just normal piano. Oh, yeah, it's just normal piano. It's so gorgeous. It's cute. Oh, the drums. It's cute piano guitar and the fun little drum stuff yeah this song oh my god this song fucks wow okay <laughs> wow i'm just gonna listen to it i gotta pause it i gotta pause it I gotta pause it okay well becca carl that brings us to the end of midnight boom by the kills <gasps> oh my god is there anything you'd like to say before we deliver our final verdict um no can't think of anything i really think that this record is just such a feat i'm i can't like every time i revisit it i feel that way i don't think i'll ever get sick of it i think it's just so amazing also i if i remember correctly the cd itself was like a bright mint green which i think is a really cool color to also add to the color palette of this album um I just love this record. And I also didn't really follow this band too much after this. Um, I felt like it started to just... I feel like this was a peak in terms of the sonic qualities that I liked in this band. And they started just moving away from this, um, you know, in an effort not to repeat themselves and moving into more, like, rock. Mm. And that's fine. I love that. That's great for them. Um, But it just wasn't necessarily my vibe. This is such a... This was a great stopping point i think for me being a fan of this band and i am now interested as a an older person uh to see where this band did go maybe i'll venture down that road but okay do you want to do final verdict mm-hmm. okay ready one two three it fucks it uh rocks <laughs> <laughs> I was in fact not ready. Um, I love, are you ready? You go, mm-hmm. and then you, it 
it. it rocks <laughs> when you first listen to it. I gotta remember the feeling of listening to this initially. Um, so to f- just don't listen to it too much. This is basically a great example of when you typically record your podcast on Monday or Tuesday and somehow you're recording it on Sunday. <laughs> God, I keep forgetting it's Sunday, too. How crazy. Maybe the, we can always delay this one. This one can come out late. There's no need to cram. I mean, can you edit it or am I editing it? Um, I can't edit it. I have to be at work at five in the morning tomorrow. I can probably edit it. Edit it. Edit it. I, 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 edit it. You kind of sound like uh, maybe I would dare I say a yeah that so I, I was gonna say like a, a percussion flourish on a song by the Kills. What? Okay, um, thanks for listening to Rocks or It Sucks. Bye. Bye. It Rocks or It Sucks is produced and edited by Becca High and Carl Kuhn. It's mixed and mastered by Becca High. You can follow the pod on Instagram or Twitter at It Rocks or It Sucks. Thanks for listening and feel free to like, follow, rate, review, share, do whatever you want. Bye.